It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We've been talking about the president and the administration's communication strategy uh, rolling into this week, a critical week uh, for the administration. And uh, we've been keeping our eye on waiting uh, for the president to speak. It was announced that he would uh, speak to the nation today, talking about supply chain issues, inflation, the economy, and moving things forward. And uh, we talked about how critical that was. Of course, he spoke earlier today uh, in connection with uh, Dr. Fauci, talking about the new variant of the virus and how that's impacting things and, and what they would and would not do in terms of combating that rolling into the winter months. And we talked about some of the challenges he had in that communication in terms of being able to connect with the American people. Uh, We have learned just in the last couple of moments that the speech by President Biden uh, has been canceled today. Uh, The only thing that uh, we have heard uh, is simply that it has uh, been canceled and it will be rescheduled for later in the week. Now, again, this is a communication strategy challenge for the White House. Uh, Because on the issues that the American people care about, that care about most, that are impacting them the most, they do want to hear from the president. And so to say, "Eh, not so fast, not so much, Uh, I don't want to talk today, (laughs) we're going to talk another day, Uh, that isn't helpful, I think, to either the president's agenda or what Democrats in Congress are trying to do in terms of moving that agenda forward. And so let's dig into the numbers just a little bit in terms of what that is and what that means. Supporters of the Biden administration rightly point out uh, that things like subsidized child care, immigration reform, infrastructure fixes, those are broadly popular things. Uh, so the question then is when you dig in, why is it that the president didn't get a bounce uh, when the infrastructure deal was passed? And why do his numbers continue to lag? So let's dig into the numbers a little bit. Uh, there are new numbers out. Uh, our friend Scott Rasmussen has some new polling out, and it seems to be consistent with much of the other polling going on across the country. Uh, the president currently has a 43% approval rating uh, for his job performance. And one of the interesting things uh, to note, and part of this, I think, is uh, holidays and everybody living their lives and doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, only 19% of Americans recognize that the infrastructure bill was passed and that the Build Back Better plan has not passed. Uh, So only 19% of Americans could rightly figure that out, uh, which had passed, which had not. Uh, But here's the stuff that I think is really important for the president and what is clearly important to the American people. So only 9%, of voters in this country believe the worst of the inflation is behind us. So let's flip that the other direction. 91% of voters think that the worst of inflation is coming, is ahead of us. 
And over 56% believe that the president's plan will make things worse, that it will increase inflation, not decrease inflation. So those numbers right there to me would tell me as a communications person, you've got a communication problem, administration. You are not connecting with the American people on this. If only 9% uh, think that uh, inflation's in the rearview mirror, 91% thinking it's ahead of us, that the worst of inflation is ahead of us, uh, you got to change your messaging strategy. And again, I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican. Uh, if you look at those kind of numbers, it's hard to get the American people at that rate to agree on anything. So so there's a challenge. Um, there's a host of other things within the Build Back Better plan that when you break them down uh, are also problematic for the administration. Now, we know that part of the Build Back Better plan includes, includes the IRS uh, having more access to personal information, business information, uh, and having more staff to do that. Uh, 73% of Americans oppose the president's plan, giving the IRS more access uh, and more resources to uh, target Americans. That's an interesting number. Uh, 72% of Americans already think the IRS collects way too much personal information on them. So that's a problem. Again, those are big numbers. We often talk about how evenly divided the country is. It's really not. Uh, on a lot of these big ticket items, uh, the, the country's uh, pretty solidified. Another one that's very interesting to me, uh, and one that I think a play, plays to voters who really span the center-left to the center-right, we often talk about them in terms of being the movable middle, uh, that these a lot of these folks have disconnected from the political process because of the contention within it all because of the divisive rhetoric of the extreme left and the extreme right. And they're out raising their families, working at their jobs, making a difference in their community, all the things that they should be doing. But many have disconnected because of that. And it's so interesting to me that the things that will actually get this group to re-engage in politics, to really follow it, to be part of the process, is only when you talk about community compassion, self-reliance, and upward mobility or opportunity. And so listen to this number. 78% of voters believe that able-bodied adults should be looking for work in order to get benefits from the government. And about that same number believe that the Biden plan will weaken those existing work requirements, uh, doesn't require those uh, work requirements for new benefits. And the American people have a problem with that. Self-reliance does matter in this country. 78% of Americans say so. That yes, if you can work, if you are able, uh, then you should work. Uh, and that should be part of a, a process to make you self-reliant and to help you get to that independence and upward mobility in your own version of the American dream. And so looking at all these numbers, uh, it. It is a communication moment. It's a leadership moment for President Biden. And if he is going to get any of these big items across the finish line before the end of 2021, uh, he has some leading to do and leading in the form of communicating. I am a little bit surprised, to be honest, that the president and the White House would announce and then cancel a speech 
on the things that are really on the American people's mind. To announce you're going to give a speech and talk about inflation and supply change and the economy uh, and all of that impact on the American people, their lives, their families, their communities, and then just cancel at this critical point is a little baffling to me. I'm going to be honest. I'm a little confused, a little baffled that they wouldn't have a communication strategy set and ready to roll that would be every bit as sophisticated uh, and robust as what they're trying to do from a policy strategy. Now, I don't agree with a lot of the policy strategy, but it's big and it's robust and it's worth debating. Yeah, let's have that debate. Uh, But the president has to lead that. And I don't think the president uh, nor his team, I don't think his team is doing the president any favors uh, in terms of how they are communicating on everything from the variants on the coronavirus to inflation to what's happening in the supply chain uh, and everything on down from there. And there's there's some big challenges uh, and some big things coming up. And so we're going to continue to monitor what the president does and doesn't say when he will say it, if he will say it. Uh, and how the American people are going to react. I think the president's losing on that front, and he is not connecting with the American people uh, in terms of what those priorities really are. All right, when we come back, we're going to take a look at the cost of county taxes on your. You're getting a good deal. Rusty Cannon with the Utah Taxpayers Association is going to join us coming up next. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.